Welcome to Strap On Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Strap On Your Boots, I have with me James Hepner. He is living fully alive. So I'm excited to talk about how pressure creates passionate purpose with you, my friend. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jason. I appreciate it. And you put on those bootstraps, my friend. I didn't think you were going to say I'm living a fully. I'm doing the best that I can to live fully alive. But please, listeners, hear me out. We're all wanting to live fully alive, and I'm doing my best rendition of it. So please don't hear me or at all on this talk. At not at all, hear me say that I got to figure it out because honestly, None we of us want do. something, and, and we're living there. So and we want to live fully alive. I, I get it. Yeah. And, and a lot of what you talk about is wins and losses. So we're going to talk about the master mastering the art of being prepared for anything. Um, win, lose or draw, which was one of my f- favorite games back in the, it was like a game show called win, lose or draw. So nice. I, used to like that. I used to let that game. So tell me a little bit about, um, how pain creates pressure and pressure creates presence, presence creates purpose, purpose creates passion. I want to hear about this this philosophy and how Mm. it can equate to entrepreneurship as well. Mm -hmm. And thanks for asking. You know, to be honest, I stumbled into, um, just stumbled into this philosophy and it's through my life experience. I don't go out and claim to teach anything. I only go out and be about the thing that I've learned from my life experience. And so there's a season in my life and uh, the audience can tap into and, and, and uh, pull from their life experience moments in life when there's an invitation for something. And invitation is for some discomfort. And for me, more than a decade ago, it came. And the, and the invitation was to embrace, and of course, 2008, the housing real estate crisis. I was part of that whole market. Uh, we owned a few businesses in that space. And um, it brought about a lot of pain. And it put me into a suffering state. And when I exited the suffering state, let's just say it like this. When I was in my pain state and I refused to take the nudging of pain, I literally, as an entrepreneur, and I was, I'll be honest, I think I was quite successful. I found a way to sleep successfully for 18 and a half hours a day. And that's for two and a half years. That's tough. And so that's tough. It's just a rough, it's a super rough ride. And so when I exited that story and I, unfolded on the other side. I have an instationable love with life at the moment. I just love that I get to participate with what's directly in front of me. And so that means the joys, the pains, the pleasures, all of these things. And so what happened for me, I never forget my wife and I, we came uh, from a luncheon and she was riding her car, I was riding in mine. And I was riding towards my home office at the time. And I just started crying and the tears just started flowing because I was so grateful that I was in such a better place. And I thought, listen, James, how do you trust that this massive difference that you're living today, you went from deep suffering to like being so lit up and not like hyperbole, but just really engage in life. How do you trust that you're not going to somehow try to recreate that? Because when we experience such a growth curve, we tend to associate that with something we want to do again. And so I was riding my car. I, I realized there's a little blinking light on my dashboard. You know what that is? Check engine. Check mark. engine, and man. Thought, you got to get your oil changed. Right? And so I had been denying it and just kind of, man, I'll do it later. You know how we do these things in life. And so then it hit me and it dawned on me, listen, we don't have to do suffering. We don't have to do learn helplessness. Why not just turn our eyes towards the discomfort, meaning the pains of our life, 
pop the hood and see what's underneath, be an adventurer, explore. And when you do that properly, and so I came up with the acronym, pain is simply please accept inner nudgings. And when you accept inner nudgings, which by the way, if you don't accept inner nudgings, then pain is going to serve you less and it's going to move from pain to suffering. Well, yeah, you need, you, to, you need to shed the, you know, the cocoon that is the pain and become the butterfly. You have to morph into something else and you can't just dwell on the mistakes and the pain and the problems of the daily grind or the world around you. Because if you do that, then what you're not really living at all, right? You're just basically right. tolerating your existence. And right. that's not, not only not good for personal, but it's not good for relationships. It's not mm -hmm. good for business. It's not good for anything because at that point you're, you're just kind of, like I said, tolerating your existence and you're not really thriving. And, and it mm -hmm. sounds like what you're trying to do is, Look at the emotions you have. Look at the, the things that are inside of you and figure out a way to not only accept them, but then learn from them so that you can move forward a different person. Is that kind of what? Precisely. So it's taking emotions and making what was once unsafe, make it safe. And when you make it safe, you get to experience that it's just nudging you to explore and to dive instead of tolerating your existence. Like you say, you said it so eloquently, Jason. You know, I think another way of putting that is like behaving or, um, you, know, you know, we're behaving life. We're not living life. We're performing right. life. Right. And so so here's the deal. If we are willing to just onboard what we observe. So the pains of our life, please accept inner nudging. Pains end up then churning into pressure. And oftentimes, that's the next level. People go, oh, I feel pressure from all sides. I got to get out of here. Think of a piece of coal, though. A piece of coal, when yeah. pressed from both sides, becomes a diamond. So pains turn to pressure, and pressure turns to presence. We get even more present with it. And when we're more present with it, then it turns into purpose because we get really deep into who we are. And when we're really deep in who we are, then comes finally to the surface, that thing that's been calling us forever. We just go, hey, listen, I got to do this. I got to do something about this. And though the universe doesn't understand, and why would they? Because honestly speaking, your purpose will likely be a little different than mine. And it's going to look a little different. So, of course, the world may look at you and go, really? You're doing that? They don't get it because you do. That's the point. Right. Everybody's got a different idea of, you know, what I've noticed, too, is, Again, we've talked about this before is not everybody has creativity, right? And mm. creativity is part of what purpose is. It's, you know, it's your creative ideas that are giving you purpose. And if your idea of purpose is painting something, well, that's, you know, that's your idea of purpose. Whereas mine might be opening an animal sanctuary, which is a much bigger idea, mm. but mm. my creativity is going to give me different ideas. So I think what you just said about the purpose and the passion being different for everyone is spot on because it could be the most teeny little thing, <laughs> you know, maybe painting miniatures or like, you know, cooking, cooking new <laughs> recipes. So <laughs> what is the purpose really? And what is the passion? And that really is up to you ultimately listeners to figure that out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I love that. So if you don't mind, Jason, I'll just share with the audience here. Last time you and I talked, you were on my show, you had little pups in the background. It's a beautiful little pups. That little pups passed away. And I feel bad for you. And I feel, you know, I feel sad. But I mean, things like you say, he's in a better place. It's cliche, like you say, but it's true. So if I observe you based on this form formula, I don't, I'm not a five-step formula person, but I did discover through my journey that if we please accept our inner nudgings, we don't have to suffer. 
And so if I observed you, it's like you took your pain, you allowed it to bring you pressure. And when we're pressed on both sides, instead of it being the bad news, why are we so proficient at turning what news is into bad news? No, you're feeling the pressure and that pressure is making you more present. So I'm listening to what you're unfolding in business and what you're bringing. And that's deepening your presence and your presence is deepening your purpose And honestly speaking, no, you're not sitting there laughing and laughing, but passion isn't about that. Passion is about going deep from within the heart, the soul, it ignites. And so I think living fully alive is to strap on your boots when it's tough, strap on your boots when it's easy. Doesn't matter. You got to strap those suckers on. You got to be in them. You got to participate with what's directly in front of you. Because if you don't, and if you just hope and pray, it's going to go away. You might be waiting forever. You got to you got to do something about it. You know, so I just la- want to acknowledge you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I know at, towards the end of the purpose creates passion. You have passion gives birth to new life. And it's funny because I was lost last week after Wolfie passed. I mean, you know, when you have a, a, a son, in my case, he was my son, my dog, but my son for 16 and a half years, all of a sudden he wasn't there next to me. He wasn't there waiting for me. He wasn't there walking with me or sleeping with me or waiting for me to feed him or pet him or something that my routine revolves around. Mm-hmm. Giving birth to new life, I was lost and someone recommended writing a journal, starting a journal. And all these passions and pressures and pain and purpose and thoughts in my mind that were just just bouncing around like crazy neurons going back and forth, I, I started a journal. And it was like the day after, you know, or the, a couple of days after I started writing this journal and man, I feel again, I feel like I have a purpose now. I'm getting all my thoughts out into this journal. Those inner nudgings, they're getting jotted down. Those emotions jotted down. And you know what it does? And I, I can't, I can't believe I'm 45 years old and I never wrote, I never used a <laughs> journal in all these years. How powerful it is to just get it all out there, you know, yeah. and to, to, to move forward yeah. and to kind of not, not leave it behind, but acknowledge it. Like you said, you have to acknowledge it. And writing it down in a journal, it's acknowledging it and it's it's allowing me to move forward. Mm-hmm. And speaking of moving forward, you know, and just tapping into that wolfy thing. Good job, my friend. Like, you know, audience, you can pick it up from him. You guys know him better than you, you know me, but we can see in there. It's like, why do they, the Mona Lisa, the reason that Mona Lisa is so popular isn't just because it got stolen, because it's a gentle smile. And you know what? You can cry and you have a gentle smile. And it's like the beauty, the essence of the soul that's so deeply connected. Listen, if you're not going to connect with all layers of life. And so this is to your point earlier, entrepreneurship. Why do I bring weekly wins and losses? Now, I don't think that necessarily we win or lose in life. I think all of life is gain. However, the human consciousness often, and I chose the title, I chose words that I think we as humans, the, the, the primitive self, the survival being is often looking at it. Am I winning or losing? You know, am I threatened or am I okay? Am I safe or not? And we as humans, we are more than animal. We can just observe when we look outside, we can observe not looking for danger or safety. The animal always, the dog will look for, for example, like I have a little pup, Charlie, Wolfie, it's already here, but the animal is looking for danger or safety, you know, and, and gracious on you. You provided a really beautiful space for him. He was sick for so many years in your backpack. You're walking with him. Don't need to bring this back up, but listen. It's a loss in life. And so why do we need to turn something that's a loss into a positive? There's no benefit to convert it because you're not developing any emotional mastery. Why do we need to convert something that isn't bad to something good? 
it was never bad to begin. It was never negative to begin with. It was a situation that was calling into your life something that was, and maybe it's the things that we don't have preference for. But if we're going to be selective gratitude people, we're in trouble. If we're going to be selective preference people, we're in trouble. We have to run not just towards the easy stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say that well, everything you're saying right there correlates with a startup or, or a business. Right. Because, yeah. because as soon as you're facing the difficult parts that are seemingly impossible to break through and and or you're finding out that your target audience is not validated or your idea is not working or nobody's buying your product and I can go on and on and on. What do you do? You pivot. You don't you don't take it as a negative. You change your trajectory and your path into more positive direction. So like everything everything you literally just said is the exact same thing as as working in a startup. It's pivoting, turning that purpose into a different direction. Give, bring your passions through and, you know, living the right path, the true path of what your idea is supposed to be. And I think that's the problem a lot of people have, entrepreneurs. They're set on their idea. They refuse to change it. As soon as they find an issue, they just keep trying to fix it. And they, even if it's not working after a year, dude. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's right it's not working like, like you got no. you got to you got to switch it up <laughs> well jason you and i know this all entrepreneurs know this we have these brilliant ideas whether it's getting married whether it's getting a puppy whether it's having a business whether it's to sit in this chair or to stand in the chair whether it's turn the volume up or down we all make these decisions and we think we have this glorified with this grand you know grandiosity uh is what erupts in our world we're thinking it's going to be x we have this projection of like, well, of course, why wouldn't we do this? Because it encourages us forward. The only thing is if we're attached to our outcome, we get really jammed. Now think about it, listeners. How often when you plan anything, you have this brainwave. You, have a, you take a little nap. You have a coin between your finger. It drops just before it hits the plate. Below, you wake up, right? Like some of these inventors from years ago did. Yep. Right? You have these ideas. And you go, like, this is going to be the greatest thing. You launched it. How many times out of, like, if you have a sum total of a thousand of ideas that you've had in your life and you've launched perhaps a hundred, how many times out of that a hundred has that idea actually d- developed into exactly how you saw it? The answer is never. never. <laughs> so unless we build a muscle, inner musculature for handling losses well and onboarding them, it's like you, you are actually expanding who you are because you're touching into yourself and connecting with yourself on another level. So it's bringing new life. It's expanding. It's not minimum. So, a loss isn't to like make smaller. It's right. to actually let expand. you yeah. expand. You can feel that your shoulders can actually handle this. And when you can handle things, here's the beauty. Then you go into your new work week. When you've properly unloaded all of the stings of a loss and you think, oh, you know, I this didn't work out properly. If you're constantly trying to avoid what is inevitable, which is 50% of the chances you're going to feel like you lost. If you can't already bring death to the idea before you do it, then chances are you're not going to fully action the idea. So when you start your week, who wants to only action ideas through confirmation bias? That's not a good idea. Yeah, you know what I mean? Idea. Horrible idea. You want to see things really how, how they are, not through fantasy, reality. I agree. So tell, the, uh, tell my listeners before you go uh, how they should live fully alive and how they should create passionate purpose and where they can find you. Well, in my humble opinion, 
and you say should, and I know where you're, where you're going with this, like we all have a choice in how we want to live and we can make choice. You know, we can live this way or we can live that way. Everybody gets to make a choice. For me, it just ended up being, uh, I was living a version of life. And one day I realized I was excluding, I was trying to live a larger life by excluding. And that in and of itself made me feel smaller and not like I was fully living. And so when I onboarded safely, more emotions of course, living fully alive. And so I think that's what you and I are talking about here. To live fully alive is the expansion. Thanks for bringing that. Now, they can find me really simply on my website, www.jameshepner.com. There they'll find, if they want to work with me and have a discussion with me anyway, however that looks like, about results, coaching, one-on-one. Of course, this goes super deep. It's, this is for those that are deeply hungry for the ultimate personal transformational experience. And honestly, because it's just you and I, that, that work together here in that moment, we get to get beneath the surface of your individual experience of life and get to align with your strengths. From that place, we get to sculpt, craft, and design that personal success and fulfillment formula that's unique to you. It's not for everyone. It's unique to you. And of course, I also have, this is a gift for everyone. This is the virtual weekly wins and losses global call. So um, it's a it's a short little call. Honestly, I'm a little biased towards this. And, I mean, why would I not? I guess it's my thing, right? But I can't think of a better way then to hop on a call Friday at noon each week, come, and it's a really simple um, a call, but we get to remove those unhelpful stings of last week's losses so that we can launch out of the uh, gate, fresh, invigorated, ready to take bold and courageous action without hesitation and delay. And so uh, I invite each one of you to come. And again, just go to that website that I gave you. and JamesHepner.com. Yes. And there you'll find weekly wins and losses. Scroll halfway down. There's little links. They join this Friday's call. And hey, we'd love to have you. So. Perfect. Thank you, James. So don't forget to check out jameshepner.com and join his weekly call. Again, this was a pleasure, dude. And we'll talk some more soon for sure. All right. You take care. See everybody in the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you learned something in today's episode, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots on Amazon. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving me a positive review and also by visiting patreon.com slash strap on your boots to become a member and get bonus material. See you in next week's episode.